getting me a little emotional here bringing all that up but um yeah it's uh it's again it's a, a tough goodbye um and you know it doesn't go unnoticed uh, what everybody's done for me and and the Canucks organization and, and again all the amazing people um that have helped me through my career and, and jumpstart my career there in Vancouver and um yeah no I, I'm gonna miss a, a lot of people and a lot uh, a lot to do with the Canucks Canucks former captain Bo Horvat and let's go to the Canucks Patrick Alvin speaking at the podium uh, for his nine, ninth year here in uh, Vancouver uh being a, a great captain and leader a uh, good hockey player and a good person. Uh, what he has done on and off the ice here. Uh, definitely want to thank Bo for that. I guess we'll start with uh, the return for you guys. Well, what most excites you from the three? You know what? Uh, you can look at it that we got uh, actually three first rounders back here. Um, I think it was uh, <clears throat> important for us to get a first round pick back. Um, we got a young prospect in, in Adorati. And again, we're getting a 25-year-old uh, young player in uh, Antonio, Antonio uh, Bovillier back here that uh, uh, been playing uh, pretty consistent for uh, New York Islanders over the, the last couple of years. I've seen him a lot uh, in my previous organization in the playoffs here. Um, like the details he plays with, uh, his tenacity, his uh, puck hunting. Um, I think he will fit in well here uh, in our top six group uh, on the left side. With Ratu, is he the type of player that you want to kind of have in the AHL to develop more? Or like he's played some NHL games already this season. Yeah, I, you guys saw him here, right? Yeah, yeah. good here. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're going to assign him to Abbotsford. Again, uh, his first year pro, played really well at the World Juniors this summer. Um, I, you know, played really strong in, in Finland, uh, is uh, draft year plus one there. Um, uh, again, uh, getting all those young players down to Abbotsford and growing them down there, um, educating him how we want to play uh, and um, for him to settle in, in the system we want to play here first. So that's the plan. Is there an attractive part, sorry, with Bouvillier in the sense that he probably can do more and he has a year left, so there's a lot of incentive for him and probably for you guys to see. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Bavillier, I mean, uh, you know, he's shown that he's uh, capable of uh, uh, playing both special teams, uh, power play and penalty kill. Um, again, we're really effective on the line there uh, over the last couple of playoffs there. So uh, he's excited to join this group here um, and the way we want to play moving forward. Did you get enough for both? Uh, well, again, I think the market dictates what the players are worth. Uh, and then in this case, uh, we're really excited when we get back. How long did you work on this trade, and did you come close earlier this season to, to doing a deal for both? Uh, you know what? When I, uh, again, uh, took over here a year ago, um, getting a little bit of a feel for what the other teams are feeling about our players, um, we were definitely uh, uh, hoping uh, that they were um, were a deal to be, be made with uh, Bo here uh, uh, since uh, the end of last year, and and we uh, certainly wanted to keep him here. But uh, when uh, when we uh, made our offer and and uh, were understanding that uh, that might not be the case, uh, uh, you know, I was my job is to check around in the league and talk to teams and see if they have any interest in the player and uh, uh, in, if there is a potential returner and. Uh, um, 
I've been I've been talking to teams, uh, you know, since I got the job, basically. And, and why now? Why not uh, closer to the deadline? Maybe you get more bidders, or maybe the, the bidding comes up. Yeah, or maybe not. <laughs> I think you guys, uh, you know, asked uh, if we should sit him out or not. Uh, um, I think the timing was right here. Um, we were happy with the return. Um, I think it was a good hockey trade for both teams. At what, point start? Did you that, at what point did you realize that you were not going to be able to sign both? Well, it was, uh, you know, um, I don't know when we, when we kind of sense it more, but, but it was a couple of months ago when we uh, kind of put, us, put our best offer in there and uh, um, they, they wanted to wait, and uh, that's where we felt that we need to, uh, to see what the value is on, on Bo Horvath around the league and, and get a return. Did you think there was still a mechanism after the Kuzmenko extension to do both? I, I, for, from our side, it was. Uh, you know, we were open. We never closed any doors. Uh, again, I uh, was meeting with his agent here uh, before the game against Chicago. And uh, uh, again, I respect that Bo had put himself in this position to be a UFA this summer. Um, where he can dictate where he wants to play and, uh, you know, how much money he wants. Uh. With Ratsu, what type of potential do you think he has and, and what do you envision him uh, bringing to the team for future years to come? Yeah, um, or um, scouting staff here, I uh, really liked him as draft year. Um, he was a high, highly rated player, uh, struggled a little bit. Uh, um, in the end of his draft year, I think that's why he slided out of the first round, but he would had such a strong uh, draft year plus one back in Finland there, uh, having a point per game, I believe, um, in, in the top league there, and then uh, came back and played really strong here at the World Juniors. Um, like the, the size, uh, six foot two um, center, um, competitive, good two-way game, a lot of details uh, for a young player uh, to step in right away from Europe and play the way he has done in New York here for 12 games is pretty impressive. Uh, that being said, it's up to us here. I believe we have uh, uh, our de development staff in place and, and uh, our coaching staff to help him to uh, uh, become a full-time NHL player here. And uh, when the time is right, we're going we're gonna, to you know, help him with that. You see that as center? Like others have suggested he might be a winger moving forward, but do you see him as a center? I definitely uh, would hope that we uh, uh, continue to work with him in the middle. I, the games I've seen uh, with him up in New York, he's been playing center there. And uh, very, very responsible 200-foot game. Did this, open the door, did this open the door for more trades now? You, uh, you know what we were, uh, you know, definitely again we're sitting in the in the standing in, in the bottom here, so we need to improve our team. Um, you know, or as we said when we got in here, and trying to get younger, um, and uh, uh, this uh, this might be uh, starting. You know, we got five. What is it? Five weeks to the trade in that none. So I would assume that uh, more calls will, uh, you know, come along here. Do you prioritize getting a, a center back over, say, getting a young defenseman back? Um, good question. I mean, <laughs> in a yes, we, we did prioritize to get a center or uh, a defenseman back. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, you know, other teams that, uh, you know, if they have it or not, and, and being part of, uh, you know, discussions. Uh, but we felt strong to hear that, uh, you know, Raddy was, was a key piece in this deal, along with the first-round pick. And you've talked uh, a lot about culture since you got here. This would seem to shake up 
the culture? Is, is this part of the change now? Well, um, it is. Again, I, I think we have some, some young players here in, in uh, Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes that are ready for uh, stepping up here and being part of the leadership moving forward. And uh, Elias' performance and Quinn's performance on the ice definitely shows it. So hopefully we can build on and uh, in, in having more um, you know, younger players taking on a bigger uh, role and bigger leadership part of this group moving forward. How much does the trade deadline put an emphasis on maybe getting a young defenseman? Um, I think that's something that, uh, you know, Jim had spoke uh, about uh, since he got in here too. I mean, we have a little bit of an aging um, group on the right side there. Uh, we got the Ethan Mira earlier here that's been playing really well for us. Um, absolutely. I mean, if, if that's something we can, you know, um, accomplish or not, I, we'll see. Uh, but uh, I think it's more important for us to continue to build uh, of getting younger players into the system here. With Beauvillier, Garland, Kuzmenko, Besser, Mikheyev, you have a, a lot of wingers around that four to six-ish million dollar range in terms of uh, uh, cap hits. Uh, given the club's salary cap situation and the amount of money you now have tied up into wingers, is that a position where uh, either at the deadline or, or during the offseason you may look to shed salary there to Address other needs. It could be. I mean, uh, we're definitely uh, giving the coaches, coaching staff, a lot of options with uh, uh, those, uh, you know, potential guys playing in uh, in a good position. Their top six or top nine. So, um, yeah. I mean, if there's uh, anything we can do to uh, to become better, we were, we're constant looking for it to improve our team. Are you worried about having that much money tied up tied up into wingers? Uh, I think the number, the, I mean the, the again, uh, uh, the the um, salary is, uh, is that the, if the player is performing well, I'm not worried about that. Uh, I think our guys have been performing uh, pretty well, but I do think that they have another level here with a different structure and uh, different place and how we want to play. Who's going to be captain? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely going to miss him there. Uh, well, the other guys have to step up, right? Uh, I think they uh, are capable of uh, doing better, and uh, we'll work on it. What does the process look what does the process look like in terms of replacing him as captain, and what would that timeline be like? Who all is involved in a decision like that? Yeah, no, um, good question. Uh, definitely, it's hard to move a, move move your captain away. Uh, it was definitely hard. Uh, uh, conversation that I had with uh, you know with Jim and and hear Rick talk it uh, uh, as I said uh, there is a lot of uh, younger players and particularly Peterson and and uh, Quinn Hughes that have shown that they're capable of being leaders of this team so we'll uh, sit down as a staff and and uh, talk about it here over the next uh, couple of days is there any rush uh, not a rush, but uh, we, we, I, I do think that uh, there the, the, the will be a decision here. Uh, either way, uh, what we come up with, uh, you know. But I do think that uh, Patterson and, and Quinn Hughes have, have shown that they're capable of, of taking over this team. Do you think three A's is the way to go just the rest of the way and then figure it, out? It could be. It could be. Uh, depends how uh, Rick Tockett wants to have it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to talk to Jim as well, so. One of the uh, pleasures of being a captain is talking to us every night. <laughs> Do you think that Pedersen and Hughes are ready for that? 
Oh, you guys are great. <laughs> so why not? I, I think, no, I, yeah, 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 it is, it is. Uh, definitely, it's, you know, playing in a Canadian market is definitely is a challenge, and more, more comes to it, too. But I do think that, uh, you know, a lot of younger players has grown into it. Um, and again, I think that every, every leader is different. Um, you're still going to, you know, um, hopefully uh, – perform on the ice and, and that way lead this group moving forward more than, you know, talking off the ice. And it's been a couple of months, I think, since uh, Brock Besser's agent sort of got involved in the process. Are you finding much traction in talks with Brock? I don't know who said that. Uh, I, I don't know if his agent said that he got involved or not. I sure haven't said it, but um, I'm happy how Brock has been playing, especially here. Um, the last, uh, you know, 10 games, I think Brock has been playing really well. Uh, again, our job is to help him uh, find his game coming in here, feeling good about himself every day and, and continue to push himself and, co and continue to play well. I, I mean, Brock is only 25 years old and, and uh, capable of scoring 25 to 30 goals in this league. has to assume that there was a lot of interest in Bohor, but he felt like the big fish on the market. Did you get close with other teams, or was this kind of the one deal that like stuck out as, hey, this is the most value for our organization moving up, or was there a lot of different ones you had to kind of pick through? Uh, you know, I, I prefer not to uh, uh, negotiate and communicate that part with you guys, but uh, as you mentioned, uh, Brock is a good player, and, and a lot of teams uh, would look him for, for uh, uh, adding a player like Bo Horvath. Yeah. Um, I guess to follow up with that, just simply how good does it feel to add a first-round pick? We can't really ask you a lot of questions about it, but just as a scouting background you have, like, how nice is it to add a first-round pick? Yeah, it's, it's important for us. Um, definitely now we have two first-round picks here, potentially. Uh, it's a protection on this one. Uh, but I think that was a big uh, uh, importance for us uh, to get a first-round pick in return and also get uh, those two quality players, younger players. And Lou Lamorello said 25% retained on Bo Horvat's contract. Correct. And I think that just shows how hard it is in, in the cap world we are in, uh, to make hockey deals. I'm sorry, I know you've been talking for close to 18 minutes now, <laughs> answering some questions, but why this deal now? Well, as I said, uh, you're getting uh, five weeks away from the deadline. Um, we were in a break here, and uh, communication leading up with other teams to this point, we felt that this was uh, a really good and intriguing deal for us to be made here today. You've talked about leadership, and you've talked about Luke Shen, who's one of your other unrestricted free agents, as being a guy you wanted to keep in that room. Is he kind of in the same situation as Tyler Mott, where you can't afford to let a UFA go, or is that something where it's a harder decision because of that leadership? It's a hard uh, decision uh, for, for different reasons. I, I have a lot of respect for Luke Shen as a, as a person and uh, what he brings in terms of uh, winning uh, habits. I mean, he, he won two cups, uh, and he's a very attractive player um, and what he brings here day to day. So that, that's definitely a hard one for us. But we also understand that he's a UFA and, um, you know, um, We'll see where, uh, if there is another deal to be made or uh, what your decision will be here over the next uh, couple of weeks. Were these players on your radar at the draft last summer in terms Who? of if you were to move up or do a deal at the draft, Bouvillier, the guys you got today, were they on your radar even a year ago in um, terms of interest? 
uh, I mean, <laughs> I've been watching those players for, um, you know, uh, Raddy for the last three years, I believe, and Mobilier specifically uh, uh, more. Um, as I said, we got knocked out in Pittsburgh there, yeah. so uh, they, they were really hard to play against. Did you try to move up last summer at the draft? If I was trying to move up, uh, I don't, uh, well, <laughs> I, that, that's a. I don't even remember that far, but uh, we did. Uh, uh, there was I, lots of speculation. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I, I don't think we uh, tried to move up. No, no team moved up there. So, yeah, yeah we weren't able to move up. Uh, uh, we were looking to improve our team, uh, but um, not in terms of uh, making draft uh, picks move, I believe. <laughs> You have some spots now at the NHL level with uh, sending down Di Giuseppe. Uh, you lost Lane Peterson. Bo Horvat obviously gone. With Vasily Podkolz and Niels Huglander, is it still a long-term AHL thing for them, or is this might be time to get them under Rick Tocchi here and start working with him? Yeah. Uh, we as a staff here, we're going to uh, – obviously we're missing some bodies here uh, coming in uh, to New York uh, a week from now. So we uh, – We'll get together here, and, and uh, we need to make some, some call-ups. Uh, uh, those particular names, uh, put Colson has been playing really, really well. Uh, not just scoring. I think his attitude and, and how he plays a 200-foot game and his practice habits has been extremely well. So I could see him, and I could see Nils uh, eventually getting a chance coming back up here and showing. Um, as of now... Uh, where we sit, sit in, in, the, in the stands, I would, uh, I would hope that those guys are going to get an opportunity to go uh, uh, for a long run in Abbotsford in the playoffs there too. So. What have you been told about Pat Colson's game in the A? It seemed like when he was here, Patrick, he was trying not to make a mistake on any given shift. Where there he's probably, I don't know, playing more free or structured or... Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think uh, it, was, it was tough to watch those younger players uh, being, you know, afraid of making mistakes up here and, uh, you know, not playing to their uh, strength and, and potential. So part of it was to uh, get him more loose, relax, have fun, enjoy the game. And I think that's what uh, he's been showing here, uh, is my understanding, the last uh, couple of months. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, thanks. That is Canucks general manager Patrick Alvine addressing the media at Rogers Arena. Canucks have traded Bull Horvat to the New York Islanders for a top 12 protected first round pick, which would be unprotected next season if the Islanders hold on to it. Canucks retain 25% of Bull Horvat's contract this season, acquire Anthony Bavillier first round pick and Atu Ratu. And Dan, uh, Patrick Alvine says that those three pieces, you can view them as three first round picks. That's one of the sound bites of the uh, media availability from Patrick Alvine. Uh, does Patrick remember that Atu Ratu was not selected in the first round? I mean, he was a projected first round draft choice, but he fell all the way down to uh, near the end of the second round. So uh, I think was, his what? point, yes, and to give license, second overall, yeah, yeah, fifty second overall, second pick. You're right, but I think to give him license, I think he views that views it as that caliber of an asset. Right. I think he gave us an insight of uh, where he had Atu Ratu on his board at yes. the 2021 draft when he was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's a good point. First round pick, probably had him in the first round. And, you know, that was a year, and you mentioned it before, that there were a lot of ups and downs uh, with Atu Ratu's uh, final year. And before that, was projected to be a higher draft pick and really slid. And there was a lot of polarizing opinions on him as a prospect that year. But you're right, based on what Patrick Alvin said, maybe just maybe. Alvin and some of the scouts in Pittsburgh were on the higher end of that projection.
Uh, so that that's it was really interesting to hear some of uh, Alvin's uh, thoughts on 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 the trade, right? Um, not so much about Bo, but on the return, and he spoke a lot about Anthony Beauvillier. Uh, likes the details, likes the punt, puck hunting ability. Uh, really thinks he's a great, uh, you know, two way type of winger. Fits in on the top six on the left side. Can play power play and can play mm-hmm. on the penalty kill and spoke at length about uh, his ability uh, in the playoffs and how well he showed in the playoffs those two years that the Islanders went back-to-back to the Eastern Conference Final. And, you know, he had 14 points in the 1920 playoff in 22 games and then 13 points uh, in the 2020-2021 playoff with the Islanders, both going to the Eastern Conference Final. So I think it, it speaks to um, Alvin, you know, having to watch a lot of those Islanders games uh, when he was out there in Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know, it seemed to me like this is a player that Alvin really thinks can fit better in Vancouver than maybe he was currently doing in Pit, in uh, in on the island. And I wonder about his fit with JT Miller as sort of somebody who can help JT on the defensive side of the puck as a, uh, you know, a, a guy who's known to be a good two-way winger. Yeah, and, you know, and somebody mentioned, because we were talking about him, and it's clear that this year, Anthony Bavillier hasn't played at the level that we've seen in the past, and he's been traditionally a good defensive forward, but this year, his overall play has taken a dip down, and that's what we mentioned. He's going to have to play better to be an asset, but he does do a lot of things inherently that this organization has come, at least this new regime, has come to value based on the players they've acquired and the players that they're looking to build a team in, and especially when you look at Rick Talk at the type of coach that they have. So I think when you look at Bavillier, especially if they are able to move a Besser out and maybe a Connor Garland out next year, he fits in to that two way fit for what they want with their forwards, right? Especially on the wings. And they have some guys they feel like can score some points. They need guys that have that two way intelligence, have some speed and can do do some different things for them. So I think it also shows what their vision is in terms of how this team's going to play. And ultimately I don't think Bavillier is going to be a long-term fit here, but it tells you the type of player they're targeting and what the shape of this roster is going to look like. And even the things you said about Aturati, right? Like I think your point, Dan, here about how much Patrick Alvin likes the player is the key here because he was a director of scouting when he was in that draft. And when you, when you, we talk about other teams being interested in other players being av- available, it's very clear that Patrick Alvin really prioritized this player and truly believes in this player. And that's why Aturatu was a big part of it, but also his projection and his profile, what I mentioned about him as a player, it kind of sheds light onto the type of forwards they want and how they want this team to play. Uh, size, lots of details in his game, um, and uh, then mentioned, you know, it's up to us with our development staff to help him become that full-time NHLer that they see, and, and also doubled down and said, uh, we believe he's he's a center, and we're going to continue to work with him uh, as, uh, you know, projecting him as a center, and he's going to start out there in, in Abbotsford, and it's going to be assigned to Abbotsford. So, uh, Look, uh, you know, Alvin did a lot of the drafting over there in Pittsburgh, clearly had uh, liked this player, didn't have a ton of first round picks to work with when he was with the Pittsburgh Penguins, as we know, Patrick Alvin, but uh, clearly a guy that he's had his eye on for a while, still just 20 years old. And again, you know, as, as a first year player in the NHL, AHL is performing quite well, had a really good WJC and uh, a guy that, in his draft year, people got down on, but ahead of that draft was looked at 
as not just like a, a first rounder, but a guy that people expected to go towards the top end of that first round in 2021 before uh, he had that really tough draft year going into it. Yeah, you know what? And, and we are going to talk more about him in the next hour. We're going extra hour here on Canuck Central, so we are we have extra content Bonus coming up. Bonus hour. Bonus hour coming up on Canuck Central. We'll get to some of your reaction on the text inbox as much as we can. Shane Malloy will join us coming up at 6.30, so we'll get his thoughts on the trade, Aturatu as a player, look ahead to the draft, and well, that first-round pick the Canucks are getting. But we'll keep the conversation going, and as always, Canucks Central is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited. Your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. More Canucks Central coming up. Satyar Shah with Dan Riccio on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio.